This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Monty Lee. He's a retired airline pilot, retired a few years ago, and immediately ramped up his volunteering in the Valley. He's a member of the school board, a member of the Affordable Housing Committee, and he's president of the uh, local Rotary. It's that latter affiliation that we're going to explore today. Monty, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, you said you retired uh, three years ago, isn't that right? That's correct. And you were an airline pilot. You, do you have occasion to uh, keep flying? Yes, and I should say also, too, I retired from the military. I was an Air, Air Force pilot, and then I went into uh, commercial aviation, and I retired from that. And once that uh, gets into your blood, I think it's hard to yes, stop. And you, you have your own plane and uh, uh Yes. Travel occasionally? Yes, and, and it is an addiction. I love flying <laughs> so much. And uh, my wife and I decided that we'd get a little plane that we can fly about. And I give rides to students at the school. I give rides to the road area members, that uh, the the youth exchange program people, just to give them experience in general aviation. And uh, we've taken the last Rotary student, Alexia, to uh, California with us. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's great, and this uh, valley must look uh, beautiful from, oh, it's the, fantastic. from from the air, uh, seeing yes. the mountains from a whole different yeah. thing. Now, uh, so where do you find yourself uh, flying to on uh, for personal? Uh, we reasons? go to we go to California um, frequently because my wife's parents are there and our son is there, and then we go up to Wyoming because our daughter is up there, and we go visit the grandkids, and then we just pick other places just to go see her sisters in Wisconsin. We did that, and then we took uh, Niagara Falls tour one time. So, oh wow! So, yeah. So. Now, uh, just coincidentally, I was in the station yesterday, and Dale Dale Mullen stopped by, and he was reminding me of, uh, of of a flight that you guys had. Yes, it was about one year ago, May fifteenth, and, and it made the paper. It was in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> it made the paper of Flagstaff, and it made the paper of Gallup too. And uh, so, give us the thirty second on what what happened there. Uh, Dale and I were flying from here to Flagstaff, and uh, just about past. Uh, Farmington, New Mexico, uh, the oil pressure started dropping, and within a matter of probably a minute, we lost all oil pressure. The engine stopped, and we were going down. So we ha- <laughs> were very fortunate there was a brand-new highway that's less than a year old. There was no traffic on it, no f- power lines, no poles or anything, oh. and we were able to land on the road. And uh, Highway Patrol, the Cherokee Nation came and Gallup police and I think we had four different police all taking selfies because they were have never seen anything like this before. <laughs> well, that uh, that sounds uh, sounds fortunate. Yeah, we were blessed that no injuries, no damage to the aircraft, and we were safe and sound. So, and many thousands of hours of flying time probably doesn't hurt on those things. That's what you, Dale you know, said. Yeah, yeah. He said he just sat back and I was so calm going through the checklist, calling ATC, <laughs> declared an emergency. So that's uh, funny. Yeah. That's funny. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Rotary. You've been the president for, this is your second year, I, this I believe. This is my second year. Correct. So everybody's heard of the Rotary and uh, looking at the website, a worldwide organization of business and professional leaders that provides humanitarian service. And as I picked off facts and figures, I, I was actually amazed. 1.2 million Rotarians belong to more than 32,000 clubs in over... 200 countries or areas. That, that is so, correct. So that's, that is huge. Now, while it's a venerable organization, what is it in a nutshell, especially locally here? 
Well, essentially, there's two flavors to Rotary. One is the international, which you just covered, and there's Projects Galore. The biggest one we're known for that people seem to be aware of is the elimination of polio, and we're down to four cases this year in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's the worldwide effort. The local effort, um, this is an organization of professionals, men, women, uh, retirees that are focused on serving the community. We try to do anything that we can to serve the community. And those that are aware of us know us through the Rotary Van Program, Medical Lending. Uh, You'll see us at the parking. Uh, We collect tickets at the school to help them out because they Mm -hmm. don't have the manpower. So we're here ultimately to serve the community. And one of the biggest ways we do that is through scholarships through this to the students that graduate from Custer County High School. I don't recall the figures, but it's a huge amount of dollars. We will break a half a million dollars this year. That's great. Now, this local chapter uh, started in 1968. That's correct. So, so none of those people are still connected, I suspect. Uh, no, most everyone has left or passed away. So, yes, uh, we have all the original charter documents online, though, because it's pretty I've, interesting. I've seen the original signatures <laughs> yeah. on online. How, do, how does uh, Custer County Rotary Group vary from Rotary Groups in other, other cities? I suspect our issues are different here than if this was a chapter in Denver or uh, Colorado Springs. Yeah, the biggest difference that we have is that we have limited ability to raise funds in this community. The community has been gracious helping us out, but Canyon City, just down the road, will have those rubber duck races and stuff, and they'll (laughs) raise a fortune there. Vail had some uh, exercise that they did and raised $50,000. We can't do that here in this little community because it's uh, too small. So fundraising in order to provide the scholarships is our biggest challenge. Now, you You've got you do a lot of different things. Uh, a lot of people know the rotary from the rotary vans because they they see them around right. around town. How how does that program play out, and what what sort of issues do you have with that? We have a scheduler, Shelly Penkoff, and she you call up the number, say I would like to ride the van, and there are limits. I mean, the van can only hold so many people. So if a whole bunch of people had doctor appointments that particular day, you may not be able to, and you'll have to reschedule. But generally, we provide transportation down to Pueblo and Colorado Springs, Canyon City, to go to uh, pick up prescriptions, doctor's appointments, and in some cases, some grocery runs too. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to start a local service here in the community itself. I've heard of the local service that's planned. Give us a sense of what that looks like. Well, sometimes people need to get to the grocery store here. They don't need to go all the way down to Canyon, or they need to be able to get to a doctor's appointment. So we want to provide that service to those people that don't have cars, don't have the ability to drive, or uh, may be handicapped and can't get to their particular appointment. So would that be scheduled on a regular basis, like it's a, like Monday or Wednesday? or That's what we're working okay, out still. Okay, yes. so it's still being, yes. being worked on. I, right. I, I think there's probably a, you'll, you'll probably get a lot of uh, takers for that. Yeah, we did, the, the catch is we have to make sure we have drivers that can be mm-hmm. there to help out. What about uh, medical lending? Yes, medical lending is over at the clinic. You call up the uh, person in charge, and somebody needed a pair of crutches or needed a wheelchair or needed a walker or something for on a temporary basis. We provide it free. There is no charge. All we ask is that you keep clean it up before you return it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even have a hospital bed. <laughs> so, yes, we have a lot of equipment that makes it easy for someone to get it without having to purchase it or have insurance try to you know bill you for it. So. 
And if I had an old set of crutches around my house, could I donate it to uh, Normally, to yes, but we have so many crutches right now. <laughs> <laughs> so cer- yes. certain things, yeah. Certain things, yes. We, you know, we got a, actually got a scooter from uh, oh. a company in Colorado Springs that mm-hmm. donated it. So, yes, we do take donations out of that. But right now we, are, we have more crutches than the residents in the community. Well, that's good. You don't want to yes. be passing out too many of those or everybody's <laughs> hobbling around. Right. So, uh, tell us a little more about the scholarship program. Okay, we um, interview the students. All students are eligible to apply. They mm-hmm. don't have to go to college. It can be a trade school or uh, any type of uh, ed- further education, whether it be apprenticeship or trade school or college. Uh, they fill out an application, and then a committee will interview them, look at their grades, look at their track record, basically. And basically, boils down to the, the individual themselves. I mean, are they truly motivated? Is this something that's just a, a, on a spur of the moment they're thinking about? Or they really want to further themselves and uh, get a good job? That's what we're trying to do. So uh, the committee will meet the 1st of May, and then those who are awarded at graduation. So do you ever have uh, recipients come back three, three years later and uh, share their success story we're trying to do that more because a lot of them go to college and then they disappear and Mm -hmm. you don't hear from them even the school has trouble keeping in touch to try to find out how they're doing but we would like them to come back and say thank you for the scholarship we've been this last class that we gave scholarships to has been very good writing thank you notes saying here's my grades i'm doing really well and that helps um we thanks to generous grants from uh, individuals in this community we have some scholarships like engineering that are ten thousand dollars a year right yeah so i mean there's substantial scholarships so it helps when the students recognize the contributions from people in this community and receiving those sorts of funds and going on to a trade school or college is life-changing I mean, yes there's just no doubt about that that's so. correct yep so the rotary group uh, meets every monday that's correct Tell us a, a bit about the meetings. We meet every Monday at noon. It's not a mandatory meeting. The members that can attend do. We generally have guest speakers, and we learn about the community, different things from ranching to engineering. We've had all local businesses show up. It's pretty fascinating. We've had people talk about their travel experiences. Some have traveled to Indonesia and Nicaragua, and stuff. so we get them, and they'll show slides of their experience. That's generally what we do at our meetings. Um, one meeting of the month, we hold what's called our local business meeting where we talk about our upcoming projects and our goals of what we're trying to accomplish i review the strategic plan that you had helped us with uh, to see where we're at in terms of our funds our projects and our fundraising and if someone uh, was interested in exploring the possibilities of joining Rotary, attending those meetings might be the first step? Yeah, that's the first thing. Or talk to Rotarian. I had brochures printed up. They're in the Chamber of Commerce. They're in several local businesses. Um, you could talk to a Rotarian. They're actually all on the vans, too, the Rotary vans. And you could pick up a brochure and read about it. Um, I've made a lot of that information available on our website, too, at mountainvalleyrotary.org. And they can go there, learn a little bit about And I have, uh, you know, prospective new member uh, that they could read. Um, then if they're still curious, they come to a meeting and they'll get an gist of what goes on, what happens, and um, they can talk to many of the Rotarians there to find out. That's how we've done it before. They, uh, Like we had a lawyer attend and he started talking to other people uh, about uh, opportunities in West Cliff and stuff. So generally they get interested that way and Basically, that's all it is, too. Uh, just mm-hmm. learning a little bit more about Rotary, and if you decide to join, then you fill out an application. 
And what does it take to be a successful Rotarian? Tough one. I believe it's a dedication to the community. You may have a dedication to international relief efforts, and that's fine too. But I think it really boils down to is, do you really care about the community and are willing to put in the time? Mm -hmm. Because any organization, I'm sure you're aware of, probably... 25% of the people do 90% of the work. Mm -hmm. And so that's the same thing with Rotary. We have probably 15 people that are really dedicated. They go above and beyond the normal call of duty to make sure that the van is manned, that Mm -hmm. medical lending uh, is available for anybody that needs it. So uh, that will be there at the pancake breakfast that we have as our fundraiser. Those are the individuals that are really, really dedicated to succeed. I'm not saying anything against the other ones but this is a community that has a lot of transients in terms of winter summer mm-hmm. summer here in the summer and they'll help out but in the winter they're not here so it's left of people that mm-hmm. uh, uh, are here full-time to help out what if uh, someone uh, had an organization and they thought hey rotary could help us out uh, is there is there a mechanism to get suggestions to this group to to pile more work on the rotary <laughs> <laughs> and we have had that i should mention one thing that's not on your little list in there too is that one of the things that rotary does too is provide tents and tables mm-hmm. and that's very busy during the summer we have organizations right and left that uh, will call right. us up we are willing to help out with that but we've had uh, groups call up i believe it was the chamber a couple of years ago wanted us to help out with the fourth of july collection we just don't have the manpower so mm-hmm. sometimes we'll say no we can't do that then we want to help but we just don't have the manpower to do that uh, i can understand that monty we're uh, running short of time and this has been quite interesting on behalf of the community let me say thanks to you and and also all the rotarians for all the work done around town because uh, it's it's a very visible organization Well, thank you. I'm trying to make sure people know about Rotary and that we're here for the community to serve in any way that we can. And uh, park benches, things like that, We the little things that people may not see, Rotary is here to help serve the community. Great. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, We've been visiting with uh, Monty Lee, who's the current president of the local uh, Rotary group uh, right here on Valley Views. My name's Gary. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 